Hello and welcome to episode 9 of I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name's Denise Ferguson and I'm from Fine Surveyors and I help female entrepreneurs with all of their business premises problems so they can crack on with their business. Today we're here with Becky Jones. I hope you enjoy the episode. Sorry about that. We seem to have lost our live feed, but I've got Becky back. Sorry, Becky. So carry on telling us all about your um, the Arborn um, products that you, you sell. Um, so I'm not sure where we got cut off, um, but I was explaining about the 30 days to healthy living and it being a really easy alternative to doing an elimination diet. So often when I ask clients to do an elimination diet, which is really, really important to find out whether they're allergic to something, whether they have intolerances, whether there's some foods that are just making them feel a little bit more tired than they should do, um, whether it's reacting um, somewhere and creating skin problems, uh, whether it's showing effects in their hair. Um, It's incredible how far reaching uh, the impact of nutrition is. And we don't always realise because you don't get a reaction straight away or even within two hours. It can be within two days sometimes. And it's so, so important to find out what suits your body and what doesn't. So an elimination helps do that, but um, an elimination diet can be really tricky. If you've not got that knowledge there to know what to do for breakfast, what to do for lunch, what to prepare in your evening meal and snacks and things like that. And so the 30 days to healthy living from our barn just really takes the guesswork out of it. And it helps to provide them with something that's totally nutritious, all the vitamins and minerals. It's got their probiotics, the prebiotics, everything that they need for super gut health to heal everything whilst they are um, cutting out those um, possibly problematic foods. Yeah, I I have a um, anti-inflammatory diet that I have to stick to because of chronic pe- chronic pain. And um, and I up until five four or five months ago, I was eating everything normally. You know, certain foods I didn't like, everything like that. But I didn't really have a problem with any reacting to any. Um, foods in general although when I was younger I was allergic to um, nuts and things like that but I, I, that um, stopped when I gave birth oddly enough but um, but yeah I've cut out gluten sugar processed foods um, and, and you know lots oh, yeah. of things and um, yeah and it's absolutely changed my life I mean I'm still every so often like I think about two days ago I was like donut and shoveled one in my mouth and then I was like well, oh, that was stupid because I do react to gluten now. It must be because I've completely cut it out of my diet that, you know, within, I don't know, 12 hours maybe, I'm like, shouldn't have done that. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I can kind of, uh, I can kind of understand why elimination diets are hard for people. But for me, because it's chronic pain, if it had been for weight loss, I wouldn't be able to do it because I'd just be like, yeah, I don't care. I look fine. You know, I'll just, but, yeah, because it's the pain, I I will eliminate it and I will stick to it quite rigidly. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. so um, what I try and explain to people is it's not that they necessarily start to become sensitive after they have eliminated something for a period of time. It's just that they weren't switched on to how much impact it was having whilst they were on it long term. And so we just kind of live in this brain fog and inflamed state so much of the time. And it's not until we've cut all those things out, we realize, ah, just feel amazing. And then it impacts you when you put it back in. Yeah, 
Mm. I completely agree. That's exactly what I found, that I didn't feel like there was an issue, especially, obviously, the, the chronic pain, um, that's made a huge difference. But I never really had stomach issues, and that's where I feel it now. If I, if I eat gluten within 12 hours, I'm sort of stomach, I'm bloated, just... You know, I just don't feel right. In fact, I feel a bit sicky. And I never really had anything like that. So it's quite interesting. Food for medicine is something that I spoke about on the podcast a couple of weeks ago with um, Anna Pierce. She's really into that and spiritual healing and all, all of that part. But, you know, food for... Um, food for... Um, food for uh, healing is, is part of, of what she does. And, and, you know, I'd never really thought of it like that until I kind of started doing it myself five months ago. So when did you get into all of this? Um, so the idea of Elements Nutrition came about, gosh, um, 12 years ago, a long time ago. And um, it happened because I really wasn't looking after myself at all. And I was paying the price physically, mentally, emotionally. I was very, very poorly. Yeah, what sort of reactions did you have? So I didn't recognise them as food issues uh, to begin with. I was in denial about gluten for about 20 years in total. And I, I got really, really poorly whenever I went on a night out and had lager. Um, and that was probably every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I, uh, I, I used to love going out, having a drink. And I still do, but just not quite so much now. <laughs> um, but I had no element of self-care. I used to hate my job. I was doing ridiculous hours. Um, and it all came to a head when I'd just been holding it together for so long. Um, I don't know if you know the, the ins and outs of what happened, but um, Beth, my daughter, she's 13. Um, when she was 13 week, weeks old, um, her dad went out for a blast on the bike. Um, he used to have a motorbike and uh, I kind of wanted to go with him. I used to love riding pillion. Uh, for the adrenaline and everything but this one day he decided to go out on his own anyway um I had a pie in the oven that's how badly I was looking after myself I was uh, living on pastry and ready meals and all sorts of things and um yeah he just he never uh, I, I didn't see him I was pestering by text and phone call and um, it wasn't until I got a knock on the door and it was the police I kind of realised what had happened um, So. oh my gosh that's awful so how, how many years ago was that so Beth would have been zero so 13 years ago yeah yeah um, so he lost his leg um, he broke nearly every bone in his body Um very, very lucky to have survived. Um, but I took on extra roles. I, I was a people pleaser, always had been, and it was my job to look after the house and do the cooking and push the wheelchair and push the pram and do the nappies and everything. And um, I was on maternity leave, so we had no money coming here in. Um, there was no way to claim for the accident. There was nobody else involved. Um, I was on 
what, £100 a week or something to support all three of us. It was a really dire time. So it's not surprising we were living on um, cheap junk food. Um, but that's how we got by. And to cope emotionally, we, um, yeah, I suppose we drank and, yeah, wasn't good. So to cut in a very long story short, I decided that after suffering with depression, stress, uh, going into the doctors with two sides of A4 with every single thing that was wrong with me, I just couldn't figure out why I was so poorly in so many different ways. They said, yeah, you're stressed and it's um, that's where it turned around for me. So when, when you've got a, a diagnosis, you you've got two choices. You can either carry on as you are and things might stay the same or they might progress and get worse or you can turn things around. And when I spoke to the doctor, I I said, look, I don't want to go on antidepressants because I I really think I can do this naturally. My mum, bless her, had always been into um, herbal remedies and vitamins and she'd always been a vegetarian and for some reason I'd always kind of shunned her good advice if she tried her best (laughs) Um, but it's not until you're ready to listen to that information so your mind is ready to be open to how important that is to look after yourself how important that is to look after yourself that you actually do anything about it so I started going to the gym I took on some advice about nutrition I started using just a great vitamin and mineral supplement and um, a herbal product to help keep my stress levels down and within about six months I felt like a new person it was incredible and that was my epiphany and I thought I don't want to be doing this job I'd I'd been off sick and with depression for about three months from my job I thought I can't do this and because of the impact that it was having on me mentally and physically and I thought I'm gonna have to retrain and you know you can do those uh, books and they were probably online surveys but it was a good long while ago and keep it simple guide about your career I just filled in a little survey on there and it said yeah this is what I need to be doing so it was like right so what were you doing before you did all of this then um so my degree was in biomedical sciences so it was logical for me to um, get a job in a laboratory so i worked at the patterson institute for cancer research i worked at the university of manchester doing molecular biology and um, in plants and because I, I didn't ever want to work on animals and after about I think it was about nearly two years into working at the University of Manchester in a building with no windows um, and stuck in a lab coat, kind of no no person-to-person interaction, which is really what I thrive on. I love talking to people and helping people. And a lady came in 
who was suited and booted and she had a new phone which was kind of not so commonplace back then and a swanky laptop and a flash car and I thought yeah, I could I could have a bit of that. <laughs> and she was um, in scientific laboratory sales. And so I thought, yeah, let's give it a try. And I applied for a job uh, with Domo Fisher Scientific. And I was there for about six years selling laboratory instruments. So I got to speak to scientists, doctors, professors, talk science, which I absolutely love. I had the people contact there. I was helping them with um, their needs in the lab. And yeah, it was great. I loved that bit. So do you do you cross over that knowledge now into what you do with all you know the like um, the formulas that you sell with with Arborn and and the and the therapy that you do direct with your clients? Yeah, absolutely. So I go back to my degree studies pretty much every day when I'm talking to clients. I never thought I would find it useful actually helping people day to day when I was doing my degree I was young and innocent and I didn't really figure out where it applied and but aside from that I remember speaking to various scientists and them telling me about things like the hygiene hypothesis and I remember them talking to me about low density lipoproteins a whole host of kind of frontier research that at the time no one had heard of and now it's like oh yeah of course everybody knows about that and I felt yeah I wasn't a part of it in that I was working in the lab with them but I got to find out what they were doing and give give them the right instruments so yeah still relevant yeah that's perfect It's, it's good to kind of use previous knowledge when you're moving into a new field so where do you see this business going then where what's the plan for the future Oh, well, uh, I've just been approached about um, a book today, which is very exciting. So that's a a collaboration um, with other women in the holistic health field and sharing their wisdom, basically. And so that's in my plan. Elements of Nutrition, I think I'm going to be getting a bit more online, but I could never stop doing the one-to-ones. I really love that face-to-face. And getting down to the nitty gritty root causes of why women are experiencing what they are. Because to me, finding out the heart of it is so, so crucial. You you can never recommend the right nutrition or products or lifestyle to them unless you know why they are where they are, what's caused it all. And so I will continue to do that. I love doing things like stalls and road shows and, and whatnot. Um, I've looked at a few premises over uh, the past couple of years and I enjoy setting up uh, the nutrition and skincare products for people to have a nosy at and come and speak to me about in a like a shop type setting. And um, so perhaps I'll continue to do things like that. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Give me a shout if you're looking for um, premises. I'll definitely help you out when it comes to that. So when do you see that sort of thing coming in? Have you got a grand plan for 2020 or is this something that's like in your five-year, ten-year plan? Where are you seeing yourself? Um, Excuse the dog barking outside. Um, That's fine. Every day. (laughs) Um, So for... 2019, it was my year of change. It was about working on me and doing loads of personal development and 
changing the things in my life and my mindset that were going to pave the way to moving on to bigger and better things with well, family life and my business. And um, so 2020, yes, I've got my vision board. I've got my 2020 vision. And um, we are have got big aims for uh, more Alban stuff, more Vida de Vida, spreading Vida de Vida, spreading the word to everybody. And um, I've got a certain number of clients that I'm looking to attract um, in one-to-ones and I'm going to be doing quarterly um, online groups for people and continue with my little online health challenges so I can help even more people. Um, so in terms of the big picture stuff, yeah, it's in my five-year plan. Yeah, that's good. So a little bit more about you. What do you like doing outside of all of this health and nutrition? Um, well, it's funny you should say that, actually. I've had to position the camera up here because from the waist down, I've still got my gym kit on. I've still got my trainers on and my leggings. <laughs> Quick change. <laughs> um, so I've been to the gym with my daughter today. Um, so today was just a bit of cardio and weights and uh, that kind of thing. But I love Tai Chi, Pilates, yoga, and um, anything that helps me feel grounded and um, stretches my muscles and helps to encourage deep breathing all of these things are really super important for me to get rid of the everyday stress because I know that I'm super susceptible to it so yeah anything that helps with my breathing and exercise and um, yes relaxation is super important for me yeah, I'm super into my exercise. I I really struggle, kind of feel sluggish mentally and physically if I don't exercise regularly. So I do, I think much like the whole, you know, food as medicine, I think, I think people um, appreciate how much exercise affects you mentally and physically. Is that what you find too? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it, as the old me, the prospect of going out in the dark and the rain and it's windy around here as well and um, I would have just been <laughs> no thanks I will just curl up in front of the television with a cup of tea or something stronger and um, yeah I wouldn't have entertained the idea but I know how good it makes me feel it when I'm feeling low on energy what I need sometimes is to just sit down and rest, uh, do a bit of meditation or something. But sometimes what I need is to actually get moving and it's kind of listening to your body, isn't it? As to what it actually needs then. When you get super good at listening to your body, it's just giving it a, a bit of uh, what, it's, what it's asking for. Well, sometimes I even completely ignore my body and, and, I, and I tell it, go and do some bloody exercise because you will feel better. Like the other week I had that awful virus that was going around, hacking cough. It was just rubbish. But, I, you know, going to the gym, it kind of opened up my lungs and made me feel so much better for a short period of time. But it, I definitely feel like it got rid of the bug so much faster. Good. Yeah, really good. Okay, well, we'll come into the end of the podcast. So tell everybody what they need to know about you, about your business, how they can find you. Go, go, go. Ah, okay. So Elements of Nutrition is the name of my business. You can find me on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and 
loads of different places. <laughs> I just literally type it in. And um, if you go onto Google, Elements of Nutrition Radcliffe, it uh, should be right up there at the top on the right hand side. I would love you to come and visit. And um, my website is um, elementsofnutrition.me.uk. Um, I keep all my events on there, so all of the talks that I do. At the moment, we're doing a series of talks on. And allergies and autoimmune conditions. Uh, after that, we have got women's health, so and um, PMT, menopause, hormonal kind of changes for women. And um, so they'll all be listed on there, along with the health kick and the feel good challenge dates. Um, I would love for you to come and join my group. So if anything has been of interest today, uh, please come to the Elements of Nutrition Health clinic on facebook so you can come and join a tribe of women who probably have got the same kind of stuff as you going on and um, i just try and give anybody as, as many hints and tips on there as i can for free to help with just feeling amazing again sounds perfect so i finished all of my podcasts with the eight mile moment so this is because i don't care what anyone else thinks about me and i love eminem and i love the movie keep saying movie I'm not American I love the film Eight Mile and he always does all of his rap battles by saying all the worst things about him so that his opponent can't say it back to him so what is the worst thing about you Becky? Oh my gosh because I've been working on my self-limiting beliefs this is really now very hard for me <laughs> so um, what do I do my meticulous nature means that I'm pretty slow at doing things so if I could change one thing it would be if I could wave a magic wand it would be to speed myself up so that I can fit in absolutely everything that I want to do and um, so I think that's my pet hate I tell myself all the time about how slow I am and all that stuff <laughs> yeah no I, I completely understand that I've got one daughter that, that we call a sloth and another daughter that we call a snail so I can completely imagine what it must be like if you in yourself are saying, speak yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. What pains me in childhood, so I know that um, my dad used to say that I had two speeds, slow and stop, and somehow that got in there, and now I'm really paranoid about not doing anything quickly enough, so. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll have to... Uh try and find different words to use with my lovely Aoife because she is definitely a, a slow and stop girl as well <laughs> well thank you so much for being on the podcast today and as always if anyone wants to be on the podcast or you need any property advice or you want to sponsor one of the podcasts please do contact us at info at find-surveyors.co.uk thank you thank you Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it and see you again next Thursday. Bye.